Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what CGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. You don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like, you want things good, and that's what the goal is. That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an insightful So we're going to go into the sermon. But before that, um, I want to talk about just just deal with some a little some little stuff. Now number one, um, they came to ask John in John one. They said, "Who are you? Are you the Messiah?" He said, "No, I'm not the Messiah. Are you the prophet?" No, I'm not that person. Then what are you? Because they are wondering if you are not the Messiah, why are you doing so and so and so? You're not the prophet. Why he doing so and so? Why you no? Know, they could not figure him out. He appeared to have a very unique way of operating. His operations were very unique, so they wanted to know who exactly be this guy. Okay, they, they wanted to figure him out because it was not exactly like other people were doing. What did they tell them? I'm the voice of the one in the wilderness, preparing the way for the Lord. This is my point here this morning. That. People, people might not always understand your vision. People will not always get your vision. In the same way also, you don't always get other people's vision. So, we have to learn to know when to lead people to God. Do you hear my point here? That you don't get how the person operates does not mean the person is not operating under God's will. When what, when what person is doing is not unrighteous, is not unnoble, but, but because you don't get it, you now talk down at it. You are, you are, you are doing wrong. You get my point here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right, do we get that? All right. So, for example, now I've seen people come against men of God that do certain things. For example, I've seen people come against men of God for doing. Um, for example, as people attack Pastor Koju for doing the platform or for doing the the political debates and all that. Now, if you cannot see from scripture why it's wrong, face your business. If, if you just feel it's wrong, but you don't know how it is wrong, you can't you can't you can't lead it to scripture. Then you have been you have been you have been a Pharisee. You, you need to just you know take your eyes off and face the thing that God has put into your own hands. That is pretty important. Alright? So, about you now. People people might not always get your assignment. It is you that needs to get it. You, you get And you must not, you must not begin to um, let what people say and think be what drives your calling in life. If they could get it, God would have sent them. There's a reason why God told you not them. So, stop hanging your, 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 your validation on people. Hang it on God, on the clarity of the voice of God. I have heard God on this. I'm sure of this. This is what I will do. 
don't hang your validation on human beings. They're not that humans are, are don't they are not they don't always get stuff. Alright? This is very important. Now and that's not to share for between into someone. Another thing. Now interesting. And that's not to say number two. Now there is a way when people say don't share your plans with everybody. That's the mechanical chemical. Now, it's not about witchcraft. That they might jazz it or they might drink it, they might chemical. Like, for example, someone wants to travel out. And he tells and he tells his friend how to travel out. And something that happens and he could not travel out. They now say maybe the friend just the chemical chemical. You know, African thinking, right? But that is not the point. Now, there's a wisdom in keeping things to yourself till you are sure of it. What do I mean? When you have big dreams, big visions, you need to get the vision from people that can talk you out of it. Some people are so negative, they cannot see what you are saying. They will never see what you are saying. Your goal is to cut it down to their size. So you tell them, God said we'll do so and so, and they're like, uh, where will you see the money? Uh, it's not possible. Uh, how would Nigeria change? Things like that, right? So there's wisdom there's wisdom in keeping um, keeping some things to yourself until you are so sure of it that nobody can talk you out of it. So you have to first tell yourself the vision over and over and over again till you are so steady, you are so stable in it that nobody can talk you out of the vision. Do you understand? Can you hear me? Are you following me? Do you get that? So that is important. When God gives you big visions, big dreams, you are first to convince yourself before you start telling people about it. Otherwise, people can talk you out of the vision and delay God's timing in your life. This is super important. Do we get that? Let me know you are following. Let me know you are still following and you know um, that the network is fine and you can still hear me. Amen. I'm waiting on you. Give me feedback. Okay. It is getting cold, but we'll be fine. Alright? So this morning, we are talking on sharpening your creativity. Sharpening your creativity. Ah, my heart, it's good to see you. Sharpening your creativity. Amen. Alright. So we began last week by saying, you know, um, His divine power gave us everything for godly, for godly life, for life and continuous through knowledge of Him that called us to His own glory and, and goodness. Right? That we have been given everything we need. You know that, that we are we have access to wisdom, to creativity, we have access to whatever we need to live a godly, you know, an excellent life on the earth. So whatever we need, we have access to creativity, direction, wisdom, power to get wealth, favor. We have access to these things in Christ. And we said also that man is created by design. Man is created by design and mandates. That God's will for us is to extend creation successively in every generation by applying our creativity. Okay, God would have us extend creation in every generation successively by applying our creativity. Now, we said that, you know, we that have the Spirit, we ought to be the most creative people on the earth because we have in us the same Spirit that created the entire universe. So we have to, we that have the Holy Spirit, we are meant to be the most creative. We are meant to be the source of, of, of the world's major inventions. Now, this used, to, this used to be so, you know, generally, up until not too, not too long ago in our history, 
it seems as though yes, there's sort of a disconnect between our faith life and our and our daily life. We have to fix that up, okay? Your your work with Christ ought to show in everything you do. Amen. It ought to it, it ought to have you know um, results, impact in your daily life. Is why Paul says you know godliness um, um, godliness has value for all things, not only in this age but also in the world to come. So there's a value for godliness. In this age on the earth, we have got to make ourselves, you know, get the best value of our work with God by applying our faith, the grace of God in our lives to everything we are called to do, everything we do. It will show in your work, in your relationship, in how you toast the babe. It will show in everything that you're a child of God and that you can hear God and God can speak into your ears. Very important. So talk about Esau's and Jacob's. We said Jacob's focus more on mental capacity instead of raw materials. That Jacob extract all the value possible from talent and resources at their disposal. Okay? Jacob think, what more can I do with this? What more can this become? Can this be made faster, smaller, cheaper? Alright? We said Esau. Esau sell crude oil. Jacob sell petrol. Jellies, you know, um, stuff like that. Esau sell cocoa. Jacob sell chocolate. Esau will, will buy the refined goods at much more expensive prices than, than the raw goods they sold. We said Esau will serve Jacobs until Esau freed themselves from the, from, from the control and dominion of Jacobs. Alright. So we said doing much more with the just at our disposal, creating value in innovative products and solving problems with creativity. I think that again. Do you much more with the things at our disposal, our resources, creating value, innovative products, and solving problems is creativity. Alright? And creativity can be cultivated. Like every other thing that the Spirit gives, creativity can also be cultivated, pursued, and practiced. You can contend for creativity. Okay? So please help us, help me, Listen to last week's sermon over and over again so you can get the flow of what we are trying to, of, 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 the, of the thoughts we are trying to, to share. Alright? So today we are talking about sharpening your creativity. How to sharpen your creativity. Alright? And the first thing you need to do is to, you know, to have desire. Desire. Every progress, every aspect of man starts with the desire. There's got to be a burning desire for much more in life. You have got to want much more from your life. You have got to desire to be much more. You have got to want to be to be um to to get much more from your work with God. You've got to have the desire to be everything that God would have you be. You want you have to be able to, to get to heaven and say, I truly I truly lived. I lived for God. I I I I, I fought the good fight. You know, I won my... You don't get my point here. I fought the kind of faith. I, I, I did everything. I made the best bit of things that God has given to me. Okay? So that's got to be a desire. A desire for, for creativity. To, to invent, to create, to solve problems, to, to do things unusually, to, to, to do things... And so people that, okay, this is wild. People can, you know, see the hand of God in your life. There's got to be a desire. Don't be okay with mediocrity. Don't be okay with just doing it the way everybody else is doing it. You know, everybody bakes cake the same way. Everybody makes clothes the same 
wave. Everybody dances the same way. We all sing the same way. You know, we all quote the same way. You know, you have to start thinking, what can I do my resources? With my talents, with my gifts, what more can I do with it? You've got to have a desire to become much more. Okay? Are you going to create a business? What kind of business will you create? What plans will you solve? Okay, so we've got to demand of ourselves creativity. Okay. James 1, James 1, 5. says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. See? So it says if you lack wisdom, have a desire for it. Okay? Ask God. And God gives generously, okay, he will give it to you. Okay, so if you, if you lack, if you, if you think that there's much more you are actually doing and are not doing, and you feel some some some, some sense of, of lack or, or inadequacy in the area of creativity, pray about it. Contend for it. Desire it. Desire to be the best you can be in this world. Desire to not just be one of, one, one, one of the many. To stand out. To be a problem solver. To be a game changer. To be someone that, you know, um, People will see your work and like, oh gosh, this is good. This is really good. Okay? So you have got to have that desire to stop being okay with mediocrity. Stop being okay with, you know, I also came. You know, I also came around. No, no, no. You've got to have a desire to stand out, to be a leader. Especially if you belong to this church, you are called to be a savior, to succeed and to lead. So you've got to not be okay with just being at the back. Just say, ah, I don't want trouble, Lord. I don't want to, I just, I just want to come to this life, you know, to just, you know, play, have fun, and go. Come on. That, and that is too, it's too small a purpose for your life. Your life is too small to be the purpose of your life. You've got to live for much more. What will I do with the things God has given me? Alright? So, we'll see 1 Corinthians 14. 1 Corinthians 14, that talks about, you know, and five says, you know, that should earnestly cultivate this earnestly desire and cultivate spiritual gifts. Now, I believe that we can also see creativity as a, as, as a spiritual spiritual enablement, a spiritual gift. So we are, we are also to earnestly desire and cultivate creativity. Cultivate, you know, having divine understanding of, of, of matters, of seeing beyond what normal men can see, of recognizing patterns that, 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 remain, that remain hidden to the average man. So desire it Honestly, desire be zealous for it and cultivate, you know, creativity. You have to have a burning desire for creativity, a burning desire, okay? Or any other want, any other want to get better at. It's not because not because desire pleases God. Yes, it does, but it's because you know, in life there are distractions and there are oppositions. So you need burning desire to to wait through all this and stay focused. You see that? So desire is not it's not really because desire will actually move God. It's not really about that, right? It's because on your path to growing in creativity, you'll be distracted, you have a position. So if you don't if you're not so 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 zealous about it, you can be taken off course and be distracted and you know I'm from something else. So you need to you need to have a bonus so you can stay on the course as you grow more and more in solving problems creatively. Alright? Creativity creative will not jump on us in full measure in one day. These things grow by reason of use. So we need to desire and focus. Focus. Okay? Desire and focus. There's a way comfort can trap us into mediocrity. 
So you've got to push yourself to be and do more. Okay? Push yourself to be and do more. Someone will say, my life is fine. I have no need. I'm, I'm, I'm getting my, my father's company. You know, my, my parents' company, you know, is my inheritance. It's me that will run it. So I have no problems. That's fine. How will you grow the company? How will you extend it? What more will you do what, you know, what God has given you? So you still, have, you still need to have that desire to, to be more and to do more. All right? Number two things you have to understand is this. You have to be mission-driven. You have to be mission-driven. Not just selfish, selfish um, motives. We have got to be mission-driven in our, in our drive for creativity. Why am I designing? What do I want this for? Is it just to, to show off, to blow, you know, and to live well? Is it, is it about me, me, or me alone? Okay, because God does not bless selfishness. God does not endorse or sponsor selfishness. Remember the story of which I talked about last week or so? That said, I will build, I will break down this band into small. I will build a new band. I will now say to myself, Chill, my guy. You have arrived. Live and enjoy. Can you come? Can you come? What did God say? Today, that your life that I said, I, 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 you give back my life. Okay? And that was the end of it. So, because, you know, it, it, it's not as though God wants his growth, but it was all about his I, 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 I. Okay? We that, 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 that are prosperous, you know, and, and, um, and fruitful in the service of God, we have got to be problem solving oriented, people oriented. Kingdom driven, not just how you know, not just what you eat, what you drink, what you put on. Are your, are your kids? No, that's been much more than you and your family. You've got to have bigger dreams, okay? That is how you get God's grace to flow through your life. Good? All right. Remember James 4 1 3? says, What causes fights and quarrels amongst you? Don't they come from desires that battle within you? Verse 2 You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but we cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. Number three, when you ask, you don't receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasure. So he's saying God does not sponsor selfishness. Okay? So you've got to be mission-driven, kingdom-driven. Seek your first kingdom of God and it will add every other thing to you. Where your dreams, your desires, your thoughts, your pursuits are centered around advancing God's kingdom, you know, through the gospel and through, you know, um, building your, build your nation so that people can live peaceful and quiet lives that, that then help the gospel to be preached, you know, in a peaceful place in the, so you can advance properly. When you, are, when you are like that, then God can flow with his grace through your life. Okay? Now we say God's kingdom will spread. It requires, there are two things involved. The preaching of the gospel, the saving of souls, and also the extending of the values of God through us to our world. Those two are very important. Okay? Those two are very important if we live peaceful and quiet lives. Okay? And that pleases God. I'm going to say it again. The seeking of God's kingdom is both, is two things. The preaching of the gospel, so that people get saved. And about two, the, 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 the expression of God's values through our lives. So, for example, God values abundance. So, so, so we, 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 we create a, abundance for people around us. We solve the poverty problem. You get, 
Number two also, um, God values human life. So out of what flows values, policies that, that ensure that values for, value for human life, you know, is entrenched in society. God values human life. So we make sure that people are not decked on the, on the street, unclothed, you know, you know, stuff like that. Building, 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 building um, welfare homes, um, um, feeding the, feeding the, the hungry, clothing the naked. That's also how, you know, we are extending values of God's kingdom everywhere we go. Is that good? Alright? This is very important. Awesome. You must know that people's destinies hang on your obedience to God. So, you've got to be goal-driven. Not just selfishness, you know, not just you, yourself, and I, you know, and you. Alright? Are we learning this morning? Also, right, we have to have the right attitude to work. Right attitude to work. God does not sponsor laziness. God does not sponsor laziness. This is this is vital. God does not sponsor laziness. Proverbs 29. Proverbs 29. Proverbs 29. Says, do you see anyone skilled in their work? NKJ will say in anyone that is diligent in the work, that is diligent in their work. Says they will serve before kings. Do not serve before officials of low rank. See that? You say anyone skilled in their work or diligent in their work, they will serve before kings. They won't serve before low officials. So, diligence, you know, helps us to rise. You've got to be, you've got to be hardworking. You know, give your best to the thing that you are called to do. Don't just wing it. Don't just, you know, play around it. Whatever God has put in your hands, you've got to work it. Things don't work until we work it. You've got to make it work. Okay? Let's see also Proverbs 27. Proverbs 12, 27. Lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting, but diligence is man's precious possession. Lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting, but diligence is man's precious possession. So, you, you cannot get the best of God if you are lazy. Okay, you can't get the best of the things you have put your hands if you are lazy. You've got to be diligent so you can roast the things you took in on so you can get the best of the resources in your hands. Okay, you've got to have a winning work attitude. You've got to have a winning work attitude. No one can outwork you if you don't allow them. No one can outwork you if you don't allow them. I'll take it again. No one can outwork you if you don't allow them. Remember Paul? Remember Paul says, I am what I am by the grace of God. But this grace, you know, was not ineffective because I labored more than all of them. 1 Corinthians 15.10 I labored much more than all of them. So he's saying, this is the point here. Nobody can outwork you if you don't allow them. And grace requires the work component. Grace demands of us effort, work. Okay? So the grace can be ineffective if we don't put the grace to work. This is very important. If the grace be effective, we have got to put it to work. We've got to work hard. Okay? Have a winning attitude to work. So that you 
push yourself, you apply yourself to get the best out of the resources that God has put in your hands. Good? Okay. This is very important. Next one. Really study and research in relevant space. Really study and research in the relevant space. In the in, in your sphere of endeavor, you've got to be well studied. You've got to be an expert. You've got to be a knowledge expert in your in your field of in your calling. You are called to do so and so and so. How many books on it have you read? Which blog are you following? Which podcast are you listening to? Hear my point here. You've got to you know develop your your, your creativity, your mind, by feeding on the on, on the on the thoughts of the best thinkers in your industry. This is so important. Alright, we've seen after after twenty four, after twenty four, you know, where Festus interrupted Paul and told him, Paul, you are out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you insane. You see that Festus, a national leader, that that Pias was also well read, was telling Paul, Oga, you don't overread. As in, you are much looking. You don't. You <laughs> you are much reading. Is driving you insane. You see that? That's to show the level of of depth of Paul's study. Okay, that's to show how 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 studied Paul was in his own calling, his level of expertise. Also, let's go to Acts twenty two three. Acts twenty two three. Acts twenty two three. Acts twenty two three. Paul speaking, I'm a Jew born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city. I studied under Gamaliel and was thoroughly trained in the law of our ancestors. I was just as lost for God as any of you are today. See, I studied under Gamaliel and was thoroughly trained in the law of our ancestors. Now, Gamaliel was one of the finest of the land, was one of the Elite of the elite church of their day, and Paul was one of his disciples. It's like saying Paul went to Harvard of his day. You understand? I think Paul went to Harvard. That's what it looks. He was he was studied. You know, was he was mentored by the finest of thinkers of the law in their day. Do you understand how deep this is? Now, this is why Paul was the best. You know, in explaining the gospel in in, in, the, in the early church, why is is his depth of study meant? It could easily meant that you know by the breath of the Holy Ghost, it could easily connect the patterns together. This is how creativity works. The spirit of God, the spirit of God, breathes on our knowledge and then helps us to connect the patterns either to or same. Take it again. The spirit of God breathes on our knowledge what we have read before. We are studied on, then helps us to connect the patterns either to or seen. Is why Paul's revelations were so awesome, because Paul has studied so much. Paul, Paul has studied his material, studied the law so much. He understood that he, he understood the, the materials. He understood the law, so he could then he could then easily by the help of the Spirit to see the gospel in the law. And nobody else felt like him in his day. Why? He was super studied. So the breath of the Almighty, you know, could work on his knowledge. 
You understand? So God needs, he needs something to work with in your life for creativity. He needs your mind. He needs your mind to be well studied. To be to 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 to, to have things he can he can breathe on and show you patterns. Otherwise, even when he shows you, you will not see it because why? You don't have grit for it. You don't have grit for it. Do you understand? So you've got to be studious. Research. Really read. You're relevant space. Read. Read. I said, I said last year, you're not a pastor. Okay? And all you do is read just the Bible alone. Read only the Bible and spiritual books. You can't succeed in your calling. It's not a course. Because even pastors read other books. I read only that and business and career. Do you understand? So how will you succeed as whatever God has called you to? If you don't read other books, all you want to read is your Bible. You are, you are cutting yourself short. Do you understand? You've got to study in your relevant space. Read. We see also Solomon. Solomon was so wise and all that, but was also studious. You see Solomon saying, you know, I observed and saw. I observed and saw. So Solomon was careful to study his environment. You know, it wasn't just, it wasn't as, as God was just pointing in his head. No, no, no. He still had responsibility to study, to observe, to meditate, cultivating time alone, to think. Okay? So in your industry, go and note the best thinkers. You know, the, not the creative thinkers in your industry. Read their books. Subscribe to their podcasts. Follow them on, on social media. Study their works. Doing so, we train your brain to think and create like them. It is really cool. So, for example, I have a friend, you know, that will study people's code. You know, some people actually are so good, they do, they do open source code, you know. They do free, free APIs and plugins for people to use in their different apps, right? So, some of them are really so good that you can learn a lot by just reading their code. So study their code to see how they write, how they how they express, how, how they you know they how they you know they, they arrange their code, how they do it. It helps you to begin to see how to be even more excellent in your own field of endeavor. Do you understand? So go and look for the best guys in your industry. Read their books. You don't be an activist. You've not read, you've not really read Martin Luther King. You sleep there. Okay. Read those books. Read about them. Read about their their their, their strengths, their flaws. Study hard. Okay? Glory to God. Finally, pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Keep yourself in the zone. Keep yourself in the zone. Praying in the Spirit. Keep yourself in the zone. 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians 2. Verse 10 to 11. 1 Corinthians 2. Verse 10 to 11. Glory to God. Are we there? Are we still following this? You are following this? I am following you. Know. Amen. 1 Corinthians 2. Verse 10 to 11. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Alright. Says these things are these things God 
as revealed to us by his spirit. Okay? The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except by the spirit of God. That's 10 and 11. Now go to verse 16, 15, 15 and 16. 15. The person with the spirit makes judgments about, about all things. Makes judgments about all things. But such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Amen. So, the Spirit of God is the revealer. So we have got to cultivate, you know, um, fellowship with the Spirit of God. And the major part of it is praying, spending time praying in tongues. Pray, think. As you go about your, 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 your daily endeavor, your industry, pray, think. Pray, study. Okay? Um, let God breathe his thoughts into your head. Be actively in the zone. Not the way people see things when they are you know, when they are drunk and they say, My eyes they you know they read, they you know, I'm seeing things. Uh-huh. So when you are when you live in the zone, you are, your eyes are open to understanding. You just wonder why you you easily just know what to do. It feels it feels to you so natural. It's not natural. You are seeing things, you are living on a higher plane. Okay? You have got the mind of Christ. Now, that, that doesn't mean that that you know your your mind now is is all of is um contained with all, all, all the all the all the data in God's mind. No. It means that you have access to the mind of Christ. That you can always lay hold of ideas, mental resources, spiritual resources, you know, from the mind of Christ. It means you have access to the thoughts of God. It means you can see hidden things. You can see unsearchable riches. You can point out patterns because you have access to the Spirit of God, the mind of Christ. Is that good? Exodus 31. Exodus 31. Exodus 31, 1 to 5. Exodus 31, 1 to 5. Glory to God. Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Or, of the tribe of Judah. Verse 3. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God. See this please. With wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills. Verse 4. To make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze. Verse 5. To cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of crafts. You see this. The Spirit of God filled him for this purpose, for creativity. This is my question. Has God changed? 
And we'll say Jesus Christ is the same instead forever. We are saying that, you know, his will is constant. So, if he did this for Bezalel, how much more you, man in Christ, man in Christ, that you carry your spirit in you, you know, fully. Okay? So, God, you know, wants us to tap into these things. One major way is staying spirit-filled. Reign in the Holy Ghost. It's with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills. You know, that's actually head busting. With all kinds of skills. To make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze. To cut and set and set stones. To work in to engage in all kinds of crafts. All this by the operation of the wisdom of God, the Spirit of God. How much more you, God, is a revealer. His spirit within us is the of revelation. Okay? Job 32, 8. Job 32, 8. But it is the spirit in a person, the breath of the Almighty, that gives them understanding. So, as you spend time doing all these things and praying in tongues, you begin to much more understand and receive God's communication of creativity of ideas to make you stand out. Okay? Cultivate, you know, the, the active presence of God. Okay? When you live like this, you can't lack ideas. You can't lack creativity. Are we blessed? Are we blessed this morning? Are we blessed this morning? So please, don't just, don't just be a hearer. Apply these things to your life. Apply to your life. You are creative by design. You are creative by calling. Okay? God wants to express His artistic designs through your life. Do you understand? God wants the next level of inventions to come from the church. Okay? So cultivate these things. Give yourself who to I want to see in the next few months and years... I want to see your companies, your businesses, your career. I want to see you. I want to see you blossom. I want to see you. I want to see your works. I'm like, oh gosh, this guy is so good. I want to I want to see you in your, in your whatever you want. Your company to stand out. So they put I'm on this guy, this lady. She is so creative. She has unique ideas. She solves problems. I want to see your own business, your company. I want, I want to see your, your own your own tech your own tech firm. Your own fintech firm. Why not you? Okay, so begin to apply yourself. You are much more than where you are right now. Don't get stuck there. Rise up and contend for much more. Whatever God has called you through, God called you to get up and get to work. If anybody can, how much more the one you know that has the spirit of God. So in this period, go back to someone, you go back to your notes. Make to see the things you need to do to put these things to work. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this, for this, for this teaching. We receive grace to put these things to use. So we're not just hearers alone. We are hearers and doers. Okay? That we partake actively of the divine nature and it shows in everything we do in the name of Jesus. That we actually live in that saviors, creating, you know, products, businesses. You know, ideas that solves problems and gives glory to you in the name of Jesus. 
anybody here right now that is saying to okay, for this one is saying, someone is saying, you know, but the people doing these things, they went to Harvard, they went to Stanford. See, in these days, if you, if you, if you go to Stanford, very fine. If Harvard, good. If you can't, if you can't afford, if you cannot go, YouTube is full. YouTube. There are so many online schools with so much online resources. In fact, before you, before you go and do, before you can pay money to any school for anything, first check first if you, can, if you can find those things free online. Okay, so I digress. Back to the point. There's someone saying, you know, I want to get saved. I want to live in the wisdom and power of God. I want the help of God in my life. I'm tired of doing life alone. This morning, just say to God, just say to God this morning, dear Lord, I receive into my life. This morning, I receive you into my life. I invite you as my Lord and Savior. This morning, I believe you died to pay for my sins and you rose again to give me a brand new life. This morning, I invite your life, I invite your life, I invite you into my life. Come and be my Lord and Savior. This morning, I am born again. Amen. So, he said, he said this prayer with me, you know, help help um, us to to reach you, help you understand what you just did, and to help you to grow in understanding of these things. Send us a mail to info at thisgreenchurch.org Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.